1: Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, Cole Buckley will be arraigned in court today. He's the 21-year-old drunken college kid who uh, threw a water bottle and missed Kyrie Irving. And if you think, you know, you might feel bad for him when he gets over-sentenced today, think again. We will play you the video. He live-streamed his own arrest And uh, I don't think anyone's going to feel bad for old Cole, young Cole, after they see this. We will discuss that. Also, Dr. Fauci wrote a book and participated in a documentary, in case you haven't had enough of flip-flop Fauci. Joe Biden lost his way again yesterday in front of the camera, said everything that's wrong in the world is the fault of white supremacists. And we have to ask, who are these white supremacists? Where do they meet? We need to know more. Joe didn't fill in the blanks. He just blamed it all on white supremacists. And he also uh, had another moment with a little girl yesterday. We'll play you that. You know, Naomi Osaka is she's the highest paid female athlete in the world. She made 55 million last year. She's a tennis player and she's willing to walk away from the sport. Just walk away rather than talk to the media. A very strange story. We will discuss that and a lot more on today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Why do D C members love their free checking accounts? It's simple. No monthly maintenance fees, no minimum balance, no strings attached. What's better as it with direct deposit to their free checking account, DCU members can get paid up to two days early. Who doesn't love getting paid early? Zero monthly maintenance fees, zero monthly balance Zero reasons not to switch. They will even remove the hassle of switching your direct deposits and automatic payments from your current checking account. Learn more and make the switch today at dcu.org slash free checking, insured by NCUA membership required. All right, Colin, let's go. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. I right, change of plans, change of plans, culinary. and I originally thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to defend Cole Buckley, the uh, 21-year-old URI student who um, uh, threw a water bottle at uh, Kyrie Irving and uh, missed him. I don't care what the cops say. They say he grazed Irving's head. He did not. He missed him. It was a stupid thing to do, we all agree. But, you know, he's young. He was drunk. He was mad. Kyrie's a dink. And it didn't do any damage and he's I, I knew he'd be overcharged he was charged with assault charged with a felony assault with a deadly weapon I'm sorry I got a a <laughs> bottle of uh, what do I have here Bowling Springs in my hand this is not a deadly even if it's almost full it's not yeah. a deadly what were they shot. saying Did Did we,
2: I mean we have we analyzed the bottle we're analyzing everything else but have we analyzed how much water was in the bottle at the time to know the impact it could have
1: caused a, it's a good question he's not a great shot he didn't hit him uh, un, unlike Kyrie but um Here's what I was thinking. He's going to get overcharged. He, he is overcharged. He's going to get castigated by everybody, uh, dragged through the mud, called a racist, uh, you name it. It's going to be uh, the the punishment is going to way exceed the crime. And that still might happen because uh, he's going to be arraigned today. was postponed. He did make bail, $500. But as I, I, I tweeted this out, we talked about this yesterday um this this happens all the time i know things are a little tense between fans and nba players and a lot of people think it's because the players are so woke and uh the the fans are 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 disillusioned with the game and uh they're they're, they have little tolerance and in their breaking point is we see it. it's it doesn't take much but again a a fan in new york spit on trey young which is worse than throwing a water bottle. A fan in Philadelphia dumped popcorn on Russell Westbrook. These fans were kicked out. They were banned for whatever, indefinitely banned for life. Fans in Utah said something to uh, Jay Morant's family and he, and they got banned. This kid, Cole Buckley is banned. Uh, That's fine, but he's the only one arrested and charged with a felony of all those. And, I think it's because uh, we're a little defensive in Boston. We're a little defensive, and for uh, for I don't want to say good reasons, but for obvious reasons. People like Tory Hunter and Adam Jones have lied about Boston. People like che, Michael Che have lied about Boston. So, if a white guy throws a bottle at a player who's you know most likely black. Um, immediately, they inject races, race into it. That's what Stephen A. does. That's what you know Max Kellerman does. That is what Kyrie Irving does. Kyrie's lying. He knows, knows it has nothing to do with race. He played here. He knows what he's doing. He was just trying to make life more difficult for Cole Buckley. And I was prepared to say this is insane: charging a, a, young, a drunk college student with assault with a dangerous weapon, and perhaps putting him in jail. And we'll find out today. He might end up in jail for this. That is overcharging by any standard, by any definition. However, back to me, changing my plan. I saw the video turtle boy, got it, posted it. It's hard to defend this kid. Hold on before you play it. We'll set it up because he threw the bottle. Uh, it's after the game and, and the fans pointed him out to security and to the police proving, again, that Adam Jones and Tory Hunter are lying because the fans were quick to point him out for throwing a bottle. They don't like when people do that and give them all a bad name. If Cole Buckley had yelled the N-word, everybody within you know five sections of him would have pointed him out. They would have cheered when the cops arrested him. They would have been happy to tell the media what a scumbag he is. I mean, it, he, his life would be over as we know it if he did that that's what happens when you cross the line in Boston, especially now. People have their antennas up, and they're ready. They're ready to identify the the bad guy, the racist. In this case, they identified the drunk college student who threw the bottle. But in this case, it is hard to feel bad for Cole Buckley because he live-streamed his own arrest and sounds and looks about as obnoxious as you can get. Now, you, I'm going to leave it to you to defend him because sure. – Telling me this morning that it happens to college kids who get overserved. They do stupid things, but
2: I, and and I agree. Again, I, I'll. I'll I know, I, I mean, you talk all the time about your college days. Like where what happened to you? Where did you go wrong here? I mean, he got drunk. He went to a went to a playoff sporting event. Got overserved. Probably. I mean, he looks like he remember. I don't know. We're now we're assuming he,
1: he doesn't look like falling down drunk. It look doesn't look like he was throwing up on his on his shoes. I mean he. He's, he's clearly drunk and I think he would admit it but here's where is where he loses me is I was always I still am afraid of the cops. I have respect for the cops. If there's a cop there a Boston cop and I know that I'm in trouble, I don't live stream it. I don't make I, I, I don't make matters worse. That is what Cole Buckley. Well, he,
2: It's because it's not assault and battery. He's not like overly, he doesn't feel like he's overly disrespecting anybody, uh, you know, any police officers by doing it. He just thinks he's drunk and it's funny. And what—and obviously it's a stupid <laughs> act, but we do dumb things when we're drunk. And that <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Yes. Okay. Do you think, do you think it's just dumb and funny or do you think he's in real trouble? Because I think when the cops show up, I know again, he's young and he's dumb and he's drunk. He has to be smart enough to know they're not just going to say you have I broke to go it, to... It. I broke the game is out. over i, I mean the game's over out. of course he's getting ejected but when the cops show up it's going to be worse and it is much worse for him because the bpd was there and now the mob you know is demanding a pound of flesh and we'll see again it was postponed his hearing yesterday he's got it today He's going he's gonna to go to jail. He's going to go to jail. Well, the kid, the person who spit on Trey Young or dumped the popcorn on Russell Westbrook, I don't know, even though if we know their names, and I don't know if anyone cares. They got kicked out. The players expressed their disgust with the unruly fans, and they moved on. Only in Boston can we make this a three- or four-day story, and today it'll get even bigger because he'll be in court is he going to wear the garnet jersey in court cuz that would be he a bad
2: I mean he actually looks like he lifts he's got he's got he looks like a muscular kid I'm, I'll I'm backing him from all angles on this. that
1: would be the deb- he's going to become the new uh, face of mass holes
2: everywhere oh, he's, a, oh, he's a new producer of the jerry Cowan podcast <laughs> i already told you yesterday i'm vouching for this kid i'm absolutely well, especially now well, knowing he knows how to live stream he's got he's got all the credits correct- true I've, I've interviewed some people who aren't nearly as technically adept as this kid but
1: the 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 guy in the sam adams commercial who's supposed to be your cousin from boston who says and it's not bad it's kind of funny and he he does the speech at the wedding and he you know he's just an a-hole from boston this prototypical mass hole I think Cole Buckley has uh, dethroned that guy, and he is the face. And we don't need that. You know, we don't need that because it's just such a stereotype. You know, although it would have been There's worse. It would have been bad. worse if he had a Larry Bird jersey. would have been worse. Or hmm? a, uh, you know, uh, uh, who's, I wouldn't be another white, uh, what's a, uh, uh, the point guard, Pritchard. Um, if he had his jersey, it would have been worse. He's wearing Car- Kevin, Carnet- Kevin Garnett's jersey. Are
2: you just talking like this because you're like now you're envisioning if it were your son, you'd be embarrassed, right? Like this is, of
1: course, it, but I, I, yeah. But if he, but he could have made, it, he could have defused it if the cops showed up. and he almost, oh, well, so, you know, sorry, officer, and then. He and then he said, "Whatever, I'm. You know, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I apologize to Kyrie." Threw he he a water
2: bottle at a professional basketball player. Do you think he's, he's not going to do anything? that? Anything like he's not thinking of that? He's. he's I, I'm just saying
1: he made matters worse by live streaming the. Let's let our viewers. Turtle Boy's uh, the, viewers the only one who knows
2: about it. Turtle Boy, you okay. and now okay. us. We're the only okay. ones. Well,
1: let's. We 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 have we have lots of uh, viewers and lots of listeners. Let's let them decide if they have any. Sympathy for Cole Buckley, who will be in court today, will be arraigned on felony assault charges today. But this was him after throwing the bottle when the cops and the security showed up.
3: That's the wrong guy right now. The wrong guy right now. They're trying to arrest the wrong guy right now. They're trying to arrest the wrong guy right now. The wrong guy. Not me. Not me. Not me. The wrong guy. Wrong guy. It's not me, it's not
2: me. Wrong guy. Wrong. I mean, he just screamed oh, wrong
3: guy. I, mean, yeah. I mean
1: that is so obnoxious over and over again. And by the way, the security, if you're just listening and not watching this, he looks kind of happy. He doesn't look scared at all. And the security guy tries to take his phone and he just pushes him away. He is uh, just a, a punk. Let's be honest, he's a punk. and. Again, you and I both think he's drunk, but he was uh, sober enough to, uh, you know, make articulate, you know, the the words and hold up his phone and live stream it.
2: And the word you I, just chose, you just chose to say articulate with that video. I mean, he is mangled drunk, Jerry. He's mangled drunk. Again, I would not be surprised if he woke up the next morning. And I'm not saying he di- he didn't black out, but he it's probably fuzzier than we think. Woke it's up, Charlie probably- Boy has it. He's he celebrated. I mean, you got that other video
1: of that sound yeah. when he's getting out with his buddies. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, when you, he, pat you know, when you have, a. he, video thinks,
2: and you start he thinks
1: this, is, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but he thinks this so far, not, not today when he's arraigned, but he thinks this is pretty cool at this point. He thinks <clears throat> the game's over. I did what I did. They're going to drag me out. I'm going to get cheered and I'm going to be, you know, famous or infamous. He doesn't think he's in any real trouble. He reminds me in, in more than one way of the, uh, January 6th, insurrectionists who were taking selfies and having a good time and putting their feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. They didn't think they were in that much trouble. They thought they were, whatever, trespassing, maybe that the cops would kick them out. And now some of them have been in solitary confinement for four or five months, and some of them are going to go to prison, including the guy who put his feet on Pelosi's desk. He's facing seven years in prison, and it's all political. They're all you know, just persecuting them and make an example out of them. What do you think happens today to Cole Buckley in court? Do you think they say, oh, he's a first time offender. He's a college student. He's done some charity work as turtle boy has shown his frat has done some uh, work for uh, you know uh, environmental causes.
2: Yeah, so isn't he a climate change guy? Go in yeah. there with a the climate with an AOC teacher, and you're you're clear. You're great. You're in good position. He's fine. They're gonna. He's gonna go away. in. You know what else is a bad look
1: when we see this video? And if people haven't seen it, Turtle Boy has it all as always. He's got the video of this, and he's got the video of him getting out of jail and celebrating. And he just seems like it, it, the 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 ultimate you know frat boy asshole. Drunk punk, but today <laughs> for I one, think- night,
2: for first of all, for one, he's a college kid. They do like college kids do shit like this every weekend. I did shit like this every weekend. I did something stupid. <laughs> I broke into the ESPN game day bus and so- stole all those stupid Home Depot signed helmets from Lee Corso or whoever. And Kirk Herbstreit went back to a party and handed them out to people at BC one night. <laughs> no,
3: all right, that's not.
2: <laughs> I did. So it's dumb things when you're drunk. That's what you does, do. You do dumb things when you're drunk. Does
1: does Barstool know about this? Your criminal oh, history? I mean, I'm an old man now. That was back in the day. I that didn't get caught. I didn't get There's caught. I went and had a
2: good we had a good time. I but was alive. Thank you very you're much.
1: You're confessing now. I've done I've done my share of stupid things. I confess that
2: night. I tried to get laid off that story that night and then nothing I, didn't work.
1: I've done my share of dumb, stupid young college, you know, uh, drunk things too, but Again, when the cops show up, when I know I'm getting lugged, uh, I I change. I you know I, I it's like a cop you know confronts you or something. You you just say yes sir, no sir. And I I taught my son the same thing. You don't mess with the cops because they can mess with you, and they are here. He's he's facing felony charges when the guy who spit on Trey Young in New York. I guess you know New York is you know, lawless, you know Wild West now anyway, but. They, they asked Trey Young if he wanted to press charges, and he said, no. I don't think anyone's asking uh, Kyrie Irving, would you like to press charges? He probably would say yes, but uh, they're not living up to him. We will see. We will see if he gets the January 6th treatment today. I have a feeling he's going to, and he's going to get like 30 days and you know, $500 fine, and everyone is going to say good after seeing that video that Turtle Boy posted, that, <laughs> the way he celebrated the arrest. People will not have zero. He could get five years in prison and people will have no sympathy for him. That's the state we are in. Well, that's not because
2: of the like you and I will have no sympathy for whatever he gets, because we think, you know, at the end of the day, there's you know repercussions to being a drunk idiot. Right. You got to know that (laughs) Uh, if that's if that's why he's paying a price. I'm all good. The people you're talking about are happy because he's a racist. Right. Like that's, that's the only reason it's a story. It's not a story because he threw a water bottle. It is is
1: amazing. Amazing. You watch, I know how these things work. There will be, there's some mention of racism, obviously some from Kyrie Irving and from Stephen a on this in a year, two years, five years, it'll be, you remember that racist fan with the Garnett Jersey. It will just be an uh, accepted part of uh, Boston's sorted history. There's no evidence of racism. And again, we talked about this yesterday and it's still a good question. You spend you know, to go to a game, you spend a lot of money, right? You gotta park, you gotta buy a ticket. He had good seats. I know he's young, but somehow we get the money, get the ticket. You buy beers, they're ten, 11 bucks each. Hell, the waters what's the water? Seven fifty? Two beer limit though, by the way. Two beer limit at the garden, I believe. Well, game you there's ways around that. You should oh, know that better true. than anyone. Yeah, that is true. Um, so you invest in this, you buy the jersey, which is what a hundred and something bucks of Garnett. You're obviously a huge Celtics fan, a huge NBA fan. Can you be a huge NBA fan and be a, a raving racist? I mean, what you're doing is cheering every night. You watch it cheering for young black guys. You know, I mean, it just seems like a a contradiction, uh, a paradox for someone to be a Racist and a huge
2: NBA fan. I don't know. It it seems strange, but there's no evidence. I also don't love that... Was it Kellerman we played yesterday? I don't love that these people always go back to like, it was all over TV. Kyrie said that there's underlying racism. Do you think like this kid, Cole Buckley, who's on Snapchat 24-7 a day in college right now, is thinking about Kyrie Irving and underlying racism? He thinks that Kyrie Irving is a piece of shit who lied to his face and said he'd re-sign with the Celtics. He disrespected the fan base, so he got drunk, he had a good time, and he threw a water bottle. And Die. you know what? And you know what? The,
1: the the drunk kid is right. Kyrie is a dick, and everyone knows it. Does old teammates know it? His teammates now know it? Everyone knows it, and they know. I mean, he's, he's smart enough to know injecting racism was going to work in his favor because he doesn't like Boston, doesn't like the Celtics. He stomped on the, the logo to prove it. And he knows by injecting race, he makes matters worse for the, for the enemy. It's simple as that, but there's no evidence that Cole Buckley, I mean, you didn't, Turtle Boy didn't go on his Facebook page and find, you know, uh, swastikas and, you know, hood. it wasn't like looking at Ralph Northam's yearbook. He wasn't wearing a, a hoodie, a hooded uh, clan robe, nothing like that. Of course, nothing like that. And it's it just made up. To uh, you know, advance the stereotype—the the, the Michael Che, uh, Tory Hunter stereotype—that it it doesn't apply. It just doesn't apply, as far as we know now. Cole Buckley is a drunk, obnoxious college kid, but there's no evidence that he did it because of race. I mean, uh, if if Kyrie Irving were white and were obnoxious and were an a-hole, I'm pretty sure Boston fans would hate him just the same it's just it's just silly it's made up it's 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 not fair it's not fair to the other boston fans in the in the area in general because there's just no reason to inject race here i mean you could talk about what a jerky is you could talk about the deteriorating relationship between players and fans in the nba because maybe we're at that point you know where they're literally spitting on players maybe they're disgusted with the player's when, with their politics throughout last season, the the bubble season where everything was about was about Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and and uh, hands up, don't shoot. Maybe that maybe they look at what LeBron did to the cop nick reardon in columbus which was disgusting and despicable and lebron paid no price no price didn't get fined didn't lose a sponsor didn't even get an admonishment from the the commissioner for what he did which was about as bad as you're ever going to see on social media from a player doxing a hero cop and threatening him maybe that has a trickle down effect and people are disgusted with the nba in general we know the ratings stink and they're going to get worse because the lakers are one game from getting bounced Celtics, I think, are a pretty good draw. Uh, they lost, although the Nets are a, a, a super team. Um, one last note before we uh, move on is I, I, I don't want to sound like that old guy that says, "Oh, in my day,"
2: but when you're you are not, not doing good. Forgetting all your college days and all the fun times you had, and not having <laughs> this kid's back, you're not doing a good job with that. I, all
1: I'll say is, thank God there were no cell phones. Thank God there was no yes you know, social media. I mean, I'd be a dead man. I'd be, I'd be uh pumping gas somewhere, cause that'd be you know there'd be so many stupid things. That's
2: that- why it's stupid to go live after this happens. But that's that's a natural instinct for a kid like that these days. You know, it's a, I know, and and you could see
1: on the video, and it's you have the other video where he's like yeah. celebrating with his friends. You could see, you can't really see what they're doing, but you could see they're not exactly mourning the the <laughs> you know the uh, inevitable incarceration of their yeah. buddy Cole Buckley. <laughs> a good time it's a that is after a the fi- he got bailed that is after he put up the 500 hundred dollar
2: bail apparently that's what turtle that, had it as that, much.
1: that like. doesn't that doesn't sound like a guy who is afraid of what awaits him today and the other reason I felt bad for him and I I still do in this regard his father died three months ago that's pretty yep. bad for a 21 year old if I were 21 and my father had passed I uh, I'd, I'd st- don't think i'd even be going i'd still be i'd be one i'd be on a three-month bender i'd be drunker than cole buckley and i wouldn't be at the game i'd be struggling and so you do cut him some slack because of that maybe he's still messed up from from that but i don't think the judge is going to give a damn i don't think i think he's going to get over punished today and i think everyone's going to applaud just like they did with the january sixth insurrectionists yeah. Well, I said
2: to you before the show too, and even if it's for the wrong reasons, like he is the face of racism in the country yesterday, if not today. So it's kind of nice that he has some kind of support system, even if it's for the wrong reasons. That night, that's true. He yesterday looked, was look, not a good day for. He him. looks
1: like he's got some good friends, yeah. and they like to have a good time, and they'll be there. Hopefully, they'll be there for him. Maybe they get to visit him. You know when he's in wherever Plymouth uh, House of Correction or I hope
2: hope they put him in Walpole. I'll visit him every day. I'll bring him whatever (laughs) he wants.
1: I don't know if you're allowed to. I told you my friend was in prison for a few months, and all COVID rules were still applied, even though everyone was vaccinated. And we'll get to we'll get to that. But he uh, he wasn't allowed visitors. He was allowed like unlimited uh, emailing because they didn't allow any visitors. But I watched some of the Celtics. It was embarrassing. You know, I mean, we we think Cole Buckley embarrassed the city of Boston. Uh, let just let me say this Celtics team did much more to embarrass Boston than the uh, than one drunk fan. They rolled over for the Nets last night, got smoked, got blown out, uh, showed no fight. Uh, they lost in five games. Uh, Amazingly, won one game. I guess Jason Tatum just had a just just went nuts that night, and they won one game. But they're out. They're eliminated. And they went as quietly as you can go. It is remarkable, I'll say it again, to hear from former players like Kendrick Perkins, like like Kevin Garnett, like uh, like Cedric like Maxwell, how disgusted they were with this obvious sign of disrespect from Kyrie Irving when he stomped on the logo, wiped his feet on the logo. And that's obviously symbolic. Obviously, he's stomping on somebody. He's stomping on Either the players, the coach, the, the organization, the management, the owner, the city, the town, the fans. He's showing you. Well, it's like flipping a finger at you. Look at me. I'm disgusted. I wipe my feet on you. And it didn't phase any current player. It's a great move, and, by the way. It is a great move. You, well, get, it's a great move if you have James Harden and Kevin Durant on your team and you're and you're rolling and you you know By
2: the way, we talked about how much at least in the Celtics days, how much it came off like he didn't give a shit, like he didn't care, uh, you know, whatsoever about playing the game of basketball anymore. And at least he showed some kind of passion with that move like that. that He's he a cares. great,
1: great player, but God, what a narcissist! I mean, he thinks that you know the, the world revolves around him. He just looks like such an obnoxious, you know jerk i i i'll guarantee his teammates don't like him but you don't get that impression from celtics who knew him because they couldn't wait to hug to to hump his leg when the game was over i'm waiting for somebody to turn their back on him or say some words to him or say whatever defend the franchise they didn't all they did was take turns line up to hug him and as i tweeted you see kids at the airport whose fathers come home from two-year deployments who aren't as huggy as the Celtics were with Kyrie Irving last night who weren't as, as uh, willing or anxious to just grab him and hug him and hold him and pat his head, literally rub his back. The guy who did that to you and, and by the way, eliminated you and essentially spit in your face figuratively. And not one of them seemed upset at all. They It was a, a real problem if I'm, The owner, the GM, Danny Ainge, the coach, I say, Jesus, this team was docile and it showed on the court and off. It was disgusting. I know Celtics fans were watching. They were disgusted because, I mean, Irving's a dink and he disrespected you and all they wanted to do was hump his leg. It was really kind of uh, uh, embarrassing for everybody. That was more embarrassing than uh, uh, young Cole Buckley. Tossing. I, the I don't one. have.
2: I don't have. I'm not a huge Celtics guy, but I, I, it doesn't feel like anybody on that team. Hopefully, T- Tatum develops into it, but has any affinity towards the city of Boston? Has any relationship whatsoever with the city of Boston? You yep, felt that, That's true. You know, obviously, Pierce was here for so long when Garnett came that. Garnett immediately jumped into Boston, but. And Garnett
1: chose, you know, he chose to come here. It was a trade, but he chose. And he, he, at first, you remember, he wasn't going to come here because it was racist. And then he came here and loved it. And now he defends it from wherever he is, defends it. Pierce loved it here. Uh, Kendrick Perkins loved it here. You got a guy like Tatum, who's a superstar. He's a 23 year old superstar. It became a, uh, you know, top notch scorer, you know, right before our eyes in the season strikes me more as a guy who'll be willing to go to a super team. One of these, you know, guys like, like Harden or LeBron, who's, you know, who, who will, you know, pick his own team and his own teammates in, you know, before he'll sign some long-term deal just because he loves it here. So be wary, be, be, be ready for that. When we start hearing rumors, not yet in a few years, that Tatum wants to play with, you know, whoever wants to play with Trey young somewhere. And they want to pull this guy and that guy and, and they form a why super team. why
2: not they have all the power it's not like teams. they sure do teams really sure have zero power now so you might as well go form a super team and win win a championship and then go make whatever marketing dollars you can make out of winning a championship you know that's
1: true that's true and uh we'll see i will see. i'm rooting for phoenix i want the lakers to lose that's the extent of my rooting interest now and then we'll just see which uh, super team meets in the finals uh and in, in uh, you know philadelphia uh, joel Joel and b got hurt so me and i don't root for doc rivers anymore i used to i like him but he's super woke and you know everything's and he and he loves uh you know loves biden even though biden doesn't think black people like him can hire lawyers and accountants yeah i asked you i think it was you know a year ago i said i have an assignment for you every day i want the, the whatever the the latest daily biden gaffe i wanted you to put it you know like in the open or put it in the show drop it in just for a laugh because uh, there's virtually uh one or two things every day and when he won the election when he became president which is still hard to believe uh i said it's going to be tough because they're going to protect him i mean he's he does he's done one press conference I mean, he does new press conferences he does new interviews uh he's very controlled i mean they write scripts for him when he talks for like a minute they have a teleprompter and a
2: script but he can barely handle that as we know well he did the whole advertising talk yesterday too right didn't he do that line we we talked about that like six months ago uh, he did it again
1: he i don't know if that's in the script i think that's ad libbing when he talked about how many mixed race couples there are in commercials commercials. how much time Is the president spending watching commercials? I don't even watch commercials. Doesn't he have a DVR? Why is he watching commercials? But I wasn't sure. And and I want to get to this speech yesterday in in, uh, Tulsa because it was bizarre. and, And there was so many moments that you just shake your head and you go, that's the commander in chief. And I referenced one of the lines when he talked about black entrepreneurs are just as creative as white entrepreneurs they just can't
2: get lawyers or accountants. <laughs> and the data shows young black entrepreneurs are just as capable of succeeding, given the chance, as white entrepreneurs are. But they don't have lawyers. They don't have they they, they don't have accountants.
1: Is that written for him? I ask this every day. Is that really written on the teleprompter? Because it's bizarre. It's stupid. It's racist. It's wrong. I mean, you don't think black entrepreneurs have access to lawyers? I mean, A, there's plenty of lawyers, you know, that you got a phone book, call a lawyer. or, or and, and and B, there's lots of black lawyers and liberal lawyers who would love to, you know, work. And there's colorblind lawyers who just say, here's my rate. I'll represent you. I'll, I'll drop the, the paperwork. Same with accountants. Are we? Re- That's like a speech from 1950 that the black entrepreneurs can't find a lawyer or an accountant and i and i wonder why would whoever ron mcclain or susan rice or whoever barack obama want that in the script we know he's kind of a just a front man he's a puppet and they tell him what to say but why do they tell him to say that it's like when he goes and he flirts with the eight-year-old girls they can't want that it has to be an ad lib it has to be him just You know, following his impulse to to, to flirt with or sniff hair of young children. It's just bizarre.
2: I just had to make sure the two girls got ice cream when this is over. (laughs) Imagine how excited you'd be when you're four, five, almost five five years old, coming to hear a president speak. (laughs) My Lord.
1: That was in the middle of the speech. He walked down and whispered to a four-year-old, and walked back up and said, I just wanted to make sure they got ice cream. Um, Most parents wouldn't be very excited to have their uh, prepubescent daughters uh, talking to our current president. It's a little creepy, but that was bizarre. There's no way his handlers and supporters as uh, speech writers wanted that in, in the presentation, but that's just what you get when you got creepy Joe Biden. But to me, the most uh, notable thing he did yesterday was advance this lie that uh, it's I know it's a it's a coordinated effort with the media and the Democrats, which is redundant, of course, to. And and we saw it after January 6th. Let's be honest, the January 6th rioters who uh, uh, trespassed on the Capitol did. The Democrats did Biden a huge favor, did the media a huge favor, it allowed them to latch on to a new theme. When Trump gone, they could blame everything on white supremacists, even though there's no evidence that they're white supremacists who uh, tried to overthrow the government. Uh, it's absurd, but that's the theme and they're running with it. And they have decided that white supremacists are the biggest threat to the country right now, even though, and i've asked this before i've seen other people ask it and tweet it and they can't name a single white supremacist they can't name the leader they can't name the group they can't name the event yesterday he was talking about charlottesville which again is 5 years ago and you know those <laughs> there's been no sign of those people since they're no, they've done nothing they we've seen buildings burn we've seen businesses destroyed hell we've seen whole city blocks destroyed burned looted we've seen you know statues torn down courthouses set on fire right next to the white house we've seen a police station burned to the ground in minneapolis cops running for their lives and the police station burned to the ground and i believe the one the the punk the arsonist most responsible got sentenced to four years which is probably about what cole buckley is going to get today anyway We have seen Antifa and BLM go on this uh, tear of destruction and and fires and looting for over a year. And our president stands before cameras in Tulsa, looks in the camera and says, the biggest threat to our country is not ISIS. It's not Al Qaeda. and, And obviously it's not Antifa. He won't even say Antifa. It's white supremacists. And I ask again, what have they done? First of all, I don't even know who they are. I don't even know what they are. I don't know if you know a, a, a single person.
2: What about, that, in, what about that cute girl from the office? Isn't she a KKK oh, member yeah, yeah,
1: she. Yeah, she's she's a, she's a bigger threat than uh Antifa, which nightly attacks federal property in in Portland, which has destroyed. I mean, we, we've seen the after effects in Minneapolis after George Floyd blocks of just destruction and rubble businesses, many owned by minorities, destroyed never to return. And this empty suit in the White House thinks white supremacy. He started talking about Charlottesville again yesterday. I'm like, what about Kenosha? What about Portland? What about Seattle? What about uh, New York, L.A.? What about uh, city after city on fire <clears throat> because of your supporters, and Antifa for BLM? But he doesn't want to mention that. And that's fine. I don't expect them to. I mean, he doesn't want to alienate his his core supporters. But this idea that we're under siege from white supremacists is so bizarre. It's such a blatant lie that even if you're a big supporter, even if you're, you know, Chuck Todd or George Stephanopoulos, you're wondering, how do I keep this theme going? Where do I go with this? You can't. I mean, we know 60 Minutes tried to interview oath keepers. There's like 17 of them in the whole country and and they have burned nothing you know they've they've killed nobody and he wants you to think they're a bigger threat to to our country than a t for a blm or muslim uh extremists it's so strange but he pours his heart and soul into it can we play the cut where he blames everything on these scary white supremacists boogeymen
2: the joint session of congress according to the intelligence community terrorism from white supremacy is the most lethal threat to the homeland today. Not ISIS, not al-Qaeda, white supremacists. Okay, question
1: for you. He won't take questions, but what the hell are you talking about? Can you give me, you know, three names? Can you give me three examples of, of lethal uh, uh, threats or lethal action by white supremacists. I could give you hundreds of examples of Antifa, or BLM, uh, you know, killing David Dorn, Patrick Underwood. These are cops killed by BLM and, and, and Antifa uh, uh, rioters, looters, criminals. I mean, we see it nightly. If you're if you're watching the right <laughs> network, you get to see the fires nightly. Show me the whites. Just show me. Tell me who they are. Maybe he's telling the truth. Maybe they're just so cunning that we don't actually know their names or see the destruction they're doing. And maybe they're doing it, you know, um, under the radar, but it's, it's to me, this one is so blatant and so obvious that it's not going to work. You can't create this something out of nothing. The country knows people know they're not under siege from white supremacy. They don't even know what that is. What is that? Who are they? You can't, you can't, uh, Give me any names, but then again, I don't think you could, you know, tell me, you know, what city you were in yesterday, or what, uh, uh, what day it is. But you can tell me that black people don't know how to get lawyers and accountants. Imagine if Trump, or even you know George Bush, or or or, or you know Mitch McConnell or, or Lindsey Graham said that black black entrepreneurs they're really capable, but they don't know how to get lawyers. What? Bizarre. I'd love to talk to the person writing the scripts and just say, "Did you mean? Was that supposed to be in there?" Really? But uh, anyway, he's just he's just making it up, and I don't think it's entirely his fault. He just doesn't know. It's, you know, he's just not all there. It's sad, but we do have a uh, cognitively uh, declining man in the White House. But you know, he's not the uh, he's not. <laughs> It's all right. So,
2: oh, isn't it isn't it uh, August when Trump is back? Didn't Maggie Haberman tweet that yesterday that Trump is telling people privately that he'll be back in August? <laughs> I thought right. it
1: was. I thought it was this month. I thought the end of June he was going to start holding rallies. Uh, and again, my suggestion is you start in D.C., Donald J., because uh, you got some of your dozens of your supporters who are still in jail, some in solitary confinement, because they uh, uh, trespassed on the Capitol. And they are being uh, politically persecuted and kept in solitary for trespassing or disorderly conduct. It's outrageous. The media doesn't care. In fact, they're all for it. Uh, God knows. The Democrats don't care. There's hell. The Republicans don't even say much about it. But somebody has to do something for these people. I mean, you don't have to like what they did, but you have to admit the punishment does not fit the crime. They're being, uh, you know, their lives are being destroyed. One of one of them offered to put up. 15 million dollars bail a guy who was you know in the capital trespassing and uh, you know whatever disorderly conduct he offered to put up 15 million dollars bail and a i believe an obama appointed judge said no you're staying in solitary <laughs> it's just so wrong and so outrageous and you know the people you see burning churches every night uh, especially in portland and seattle don't spend one minute in jail they don't even have to make bail they get out and if they had to, you know, Kamala Harris's organization would bail them out, but they don't have to make bail. They get released in 10 minutes and they're out there burning churches the next night. Did you know that Shea Concrete is the largest manufacturer of recon retaining wall systems in North America? Well, you do now. In fact, in 2020, Shea set a new company record when they man- manufactured 178,000. Square feet of retaining wall. This is a testament to Shea's legendary teamwork from engineering to manufacturing to dispatch and delivery. As the guys at Shea like to say. Teamwork makes the teamwork. They do. I've been around them when they say that. Shea Concrete's high-performing precast concrete retaining walls stand up to New England's active climate and come in a wide variety of shapes designs and textures to meet your retaining wall needs so whether you need a residential a commercial or an industrial application Shea has a dedicated team that will assist you with conceptual design site walks and installation let Shea show you the way call shea concrete at 800-696-SHEA that's 800-696-SHEA or just log on to Shayconcrete.com. all right let's get the Fauci we're gonna get the Fauci because I asked this question when Cuomo wrote a book and allegedly made five million bucks, which was another dirty deal for Cuomo, another scandal, because the book only sold a <clears> bit <throat> the number. What did we say? Fifty thousand copies. 50, copies. Yep. And even that seems high. I'm not sure who would buy a book from a man who you know has been lying the whole time. You know he covered up the death, the deaths in nursing homes. You know he's guilty of sexually harassing his underlings, you know, he's scum. He's just the worst. Why would you want to buy a book when you know he's not telling the truth? It's like with Hunter Biden and he didn't sell a lot of books either. You know, Hunter Biden, if he told the truth, it'd be a great read. It'd be wild. I mean, there's a guy who did crack with Marion Barry. You know, he's, he's done crack with all the, you know, all the stars and celebrities and he's got a million dirty deals, pictures of him with, you know, uh, Know, hookers doing blow off their ass. I mean just wild wild stuff it could read like a, you know like the the this, uh, the Freddie Mercury story it could just be so <laughs> sordid
2: he was probably with Cole Buckley the other night with those guys having <laughs> a good old time yeah man we're not done with,
1: with hunters eventually we're going to find out all about what's on the laptop and it won't just be the New York Post and I believe I've heard things that there's some stuff on there that's beyond even for the mean, mainstream media which is been burying the laptop story for whatever it is eight months now even they will be uh forced to report what's on there but we'll get to that we'll get to they're still going to protect him for a little while longer but dr fauci even if you you know don't despise him you know that he's flip flopped you know that's that's what when democrats or liberals like fauci lie you call it a flip flop no you call it his, his, his um his views have evolved they've evolved over the last year plus i mean again it's a guy who told you, you don't need a mask. There's a guy who told you on March 9th last year to don't hesitate. Don't hesitate to go on a cruise. There's a guy who told you to keep looking for love on Tinder, uh, that COVID shouldn't slow you down. Then one day he joined the crew who said we can't uh downplay this because that would help Trump. And, again, we can't blame it on a, a lab leak because that would help Trump. So he came out knowing it wasn't true and said it was plausible or likely it came from a bat. He knew it wasn't true. He knew lots of things he said weren't true. He still does. He's a political creature. And and it, 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 that's the best you can say about him. The worst you can say is he funded the lab where they created the virus that killed three and a half million people, including 600,000 Americans. He's ended up to his eyeballs. This isn't some, uh, you know, likable, you know, great uncle figure, who's uh, the conscience of America. That was the image for about a month. And then people learned the truth about him. But uh, the idea that in this last year, an 80-year-old bureaucrat, the highest paid person in the federal government, who's supposed to be working 24-7 to stop the virus, had time to write a book. And, And not only that, if you haven't heard, he's cooperating with a documentary from Disney who followed him around with a camera for like the last year. I mean, I know he's a publicity hound and an egomaniac, but that sounds even for Fauci to be a bit much, that his entire day there was a camera chasing him around and he found time to sit down and write or at least dictate when there was a a virus raging. The guy, the the head of the, the whole thing for our federal government had time to do that.
2: I mean, geez, and we're also uh, we're also learning. He responds to every single email that he gets from every single person that sends him one. You know, and, and by the way, he's, he's he has a long history of liking to be in
1: front of the camera, which is getting him in trouble. There was a video from, I believe, ten years ago when he said this gain of function research, where you try to take a a, a benign uh, pathogen and turn it into a a deadly virus that kills humans that it was the funding for that, the experimenting on that was worth the risk of a pandemic. (laughs) And, and I guess he thought it was worth it. And now we have a pandemic and somehow he's viewed as this uh, benevolent uh, presence in in Washington by some, I guess some in the media, but most people know he's a flip flopper and a fraud and a narcissist. And all he wants to do is be on the camera every Sunday morning and, and hang with his friends chuck todd and, and georgie steffi Stepanopoulos. i can't imagine who would want to read uh, that book yesterday we learned a member of who the world health organization thanked thanked fauci a bunch of his emails came out thanked him for supporting the theory that the virus came from a, a bat or or, or a, a pangolin in the wet market he supported that because again the goal was stop trump at all costs so you lie Consider what the media did and what Fauci did. Consider this. They knew the lab leak from Wuhan was the most likely scenario. Hell, we all knew it. It's more, that makes much more sense. Common sense. That's much more plausible than it leaped from a pangolin into a human. Um, We knew it. He knew it. And, And Trump just, he didn't say definitively. He just said that that's what he believes. That seems plausible. That's more likely. Somehow that was viewed as racist. And I still don't understand that because your your scenario is these weirdos in Wuhan are eating strange animals like bats and pangolins. It's their fault, and that's not racist. But to say it leaped leaped from a leaked from a lab where these you know scientists were experimenting on viruses that is racist. I don't really understand. I heard uh, you know John John Carl said it Sunday. That it was that, that Trump's theory was racist. I don't really, someone explained to me how saying it leaked from a lab is racist, but leaked from a pangolin is not anyway. Now we get more evidence that Trump was right again. And the media, John Carl said, you know, we have to, uh, we have to admit that just cause Trump said it doesn't mean it's wrong, which is that by, basically sums up the media for the last year or the last five years that if Trump said it, it must be wrong. Trump was right. Fauci was wrong. It, that should be a big deal. This is the biggest story in all our lifetimes. One of the biggest stories in the history of mankind is where this virus came from. The person who, who, who did the experiments and allowed it to leak from the lab is essentially responsible for three and a half million deaths and destroying co- countries, destroying economies. And the media wants to mislead you, lie because they hate Trump so much. They're covering the biggest story they've ever covered. Anyone's ever covered. And they're not telling the truth because it might help Trump one little bit. It's insane. It's, it's, it's the most insane indictment uh, of the media I've ever seen, that they wouldn't tell you the truth about the origin of the coronavirus because it might help Trump. And, and by the way, it worked. I don't know if it, it swung the election, but it didn't help Trump. And he lost. So their goal, again, they can lie, they can, uh, you know, mislead on, on the biggest story they've ever covered. And somehow, they can rationalize it and, and justify it because their guy won, uh, Trump lost. But
2: well, a friend, like you keep saying, Tom Elliott just tweeted out one of the emails and it's from an ABC's investigative reporter starts off her email by saying, I want you to know how much I have respected you professionally and medically for 20 years. This is their investigative reporter then goes off and, you know, off the record quotes if need be and blah, blah, blah. blah. This is going to get
1: bad for Fauci and he's going to be like Cuomo. I'm sure when Cuomo started writing a book or forcing his underlings to write it for him. He thought he'd be able to pull it off. He'd, he'd been fooling the public for decades. He thought he'd be able to pull it off. He thought the media would do their job and cover for him, and they tried. But you know, thanks to you know Janice Dean and the New York Post, we learned the truth about him. Thanks to a lot of grieving families, we learned the truth about him, and the book flopped. I don't get who's buying a Fauci book if you know he's not telling the truth.
2: I didn't see Um, how much is he getting paid for this. Is that out there? uh, You know what?
1: When we find out, it's going to be sickening because this guy, he must have so much money. He makes $417,000 a year. He gets paid extra for speeches and other things, appearances. He's 80 years old. He's been doing it for 50 years. And from what I could tell, he doesn't do anything except go to the office or go to the TV studio in the green room. That's his whole life i'm gonna guess he has millions tens of millions already he'll get millions for this book which will be uh, i mean if there were any real fact checkers that aren't but if there were, if there are any real fact checkers that started going through it, this book will be just full of uh you know crap from uh from uh, flip-flop fouchy one other thing we got to get to colin because again i uh I was thinking there's a tennis player named Naomi Osaka. Have you ever heard of her? Uh, not until all this stuff, but Me yeah. Neither, neither. Yeah. Either. <laughs> yeah. Well, what would you What would you think if I told you Naomi Osaka made fifty five million dollars last year? I would I would be shocked.
2: It shows my sports consumption in general well, is
1: down. You, you, you know, I would I was shocked. And this, uh, what is this from? This is from Sportico. Story I have here in the New York Times too, but this is from Sportico, a uh, business, uh, sports business publication. Uh, I think pretty reliable. I mean, this is just, these are just facts, but they're going through the highest paid athletes. And, uh, you know, Conor McGregor is still number one. I mean, you know, the MMA guy wins. Uh, how much did he make? Uh, 170 million. No, uh, he made 170 million from his liquor company and 208 total from last year. 208. Lionel Messi made 126. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, 120. Um, Naomi Osaka was by far, she's number 15 on the list total, which you know means women are, aren't getting paid enough or something like that. Uh, but she's number one for women, uh, number 15 total, made $55.2 million. I didn't know anything about her. I guess I'd heard the name. She's won four Grand Slam events. She's number two in the world in tennis, I didn't know anything about her until she, uh, uh, till this latest controversy. And if you haven't followed it, she uh, doesn't like talking to the media. It gives her anxiety. She said it's a mental health issue. They find her at the French Open because she wouldn't talk to the media after her first match. Um, she just doesn't want to do it. And I was going to criticize her because it's so. They're asking you to do so little. We've seen this before. I always tell the story about. Larry Bird, who didn't like talking to the media, you know, it, not didn't give him anxiety, just didn't like it. And he'd sit down in the middle of the locker room, look at the clock, and he would talk. And most nights it was eight minutes, maybe 10 minutes. And every once in a while he'd say, That's not a lot of, uh, they're not asking a lot from me. To every three days, you know, every game to sit here, and answer dumb questions for eight minutes. He was making a lot of money, and he easily rationalized it and said, I don't like it, but it's not asking a lot. I'll do it, and in a, the, I'll, I'll fulfill my obligations. We also know about uh, Marshawn Lynch at the Super Bowl famously sitting there and saying over and over again, I'm just here, so I won't get fined. Well, that wasn't apparently a, a, uh, an option for Naomi Osaka. She didn't want to do that at all. And again, initially I was going to say, what is wrong with you? Just sit there and do it and get through it and win the tournament, make another 55 million. But I have to give her credit. She put her money where her mouth is. I mean, she, uh, walked out, quit the U S the French open rather than sit down for five minutes, 10 minutes. Can you imagine anything easier than facing a woman tennis player, facing tennis, the tennis press. And talking about tennis, and she's really, really good at tennis, and I don't think she gets all that many personal questions or even, you know, dumb questions about if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? Or I mean, she was being generally, I think, treated the way, you know, the media treats Kamala Harris. They're there to support her. They're there to help her advance. They're there at times to cover up for her. I mean, the the way they are with Biden or or Kamala Harris or you name it, AOC or Liz Warren, the media has a role and it's to help certain people. I don't think they were going to come at her. I don't think they were going to be grilling her about her, again, about her personal life. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's one or two people who do. Again, I don't follow what that well, you're
2: not. And you're not getting that shit out of the podium anyway. Like if you're getting the, the good stuff or the hard questions come in private, I would assume. You want that private yeah, I mean, well, or if you
1: yeah, yeah, you agree to sit down with somebody, uh, you know, from 60 minutes and they talk about, you know, something in your personal life, or you agree to sit down with someone at ESPN and they talk about how women are being mistreated because you're number 15 on the list. You only made 55 million you know you're making less than all these these uh, whatever these soccer players and and nba players and uh who else is ahead of her oh tom brady uh lewis hamilton why is steph curry kevin durant lebron james um uh, I, I don't think the average fan has a problem with that there's a reason tom brady and lebron james make so much more they bring in so much more i don't know why we just abandon that concept when we you know, free market principles when we're talking about how much women get paid. It's like when these WNBA players and and complain about how much less they make than NBA players. When the NBA has revenue of over a billion and the WNBA is you know barely squeaking by, nobody watches it. You know, nobody goes to it. Why should you get paid as much as the guy who brings in a billion dollars in revenue? But anyway, Osaka Naomi Osaka is a woman of her word. She walked out when they said they had to talk to the media. She says it causes her too much anxiety. I don't think she's just playing the mental health card. I'd like to say it. She is because she hates the media. I think she genuinely means it. And I think walking out on a tournament where you could have potentially made millions is pretty much proof that you are are legitimately – uh, averse to, 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 sitting down and talking to the media. It seems easy. I don't think, you know, there's a reason most athletes, most coaches do it. They're, they're contractually obligated to do it and they don't think it's that hard. They just sit down and talk. But in this day and age, you could play the mental health card for a lot of things. And, uh, you know, you get a pass and most times it's legit. It certainly seems to be in this time. Maybe can't you get, uh, you know, therapy, and can a shrink convince her that it's really not that hard? She says she's not good at it. Talking to the media,
2: you don't well, think she—you don't think she would have figured out her options available to her as she's uh, rose to fame and fortune through this? I think she would have figured me, that out by now if she could have. If
1: if I could think of you know something really stressful, it would be playing tennis in front of millions of people with you know my reputation and millions of dollars on the line. I think that'd be stressful. The only thing more stressful than tennis is golf. Yep. I mean it's stressful. It's mentally wearing. I that's why I hated tennis when I
2: was And Bubba Walt- I was telling you before the show, Bubba Watson came out in support of hers, says he has similar issues. And it, it's it actually is it turned it is a good thing because to your point, like I would never associate somebody who plays professional sports for a living with all the eyeballs and attention they have on them during that actual activity to then have a problem with this side of it so it does you know there it, it sheds a light on the to issue be,
1: to be the second best player in the world to make 55 million bucks to win for scram slam events you have to be mentally tough there's just yep. no way around it and that person can't sit in front of the media for 10 minutes and answer dumb questions you don't have to do it well again We've seen a million athletes who can barely speak English. We've seen, you know, total meatheads like, you know, Roger Clemens, who can't put, couldn't put a sentence together. We have a president of the United States who struggles to read a teleprompter. I don't think Naomi Osaka was going to be, uh, really, you know, uh, was not going to perform real poorly in front of the media. Um, In fact, she hasn't, there's no, there's no one who says, boy, she's stupid or boy, she's, uh, She can't speak. Hell, we see people do it with an interpreter. We saw a Matsuyama win a major, win the masters, and then had to do everything through an interpreter, which all you get is cliches. You don't get any real insight. But you don't have to say anything. We learned anything from Bill Belichick that you don't have to say anything to fulfill your media obligation. She could literally sit up there and just give the most banal, you know, cliche-ridden answers And she would fulfill her obligations. She wouldn't get fined. She would back to the tournament. She'd make her money. She'd play the sport she loves. It it has to be a real problem for her to walk away.
2: Did you read? I I read a lot of articles and analysis on this, but I didn't read like did they actually? I didn't see anything that said how did it exactly play out. Like did she notify somebody that said I am going to blow this off in advance? Blowing them off, and then she got and then she got fined. Yeah,
1: fifteen grand so you know she was she uh,
2: did it like she did it the right way too and and you know a lot of people were still just, assholes to her about it
1: i was just reading her quote and it's just like i i don't speak well i'm not comfortable it caused me a lot of anxiety and you know that wasn't good enough they said you still have to do it now if i think she's gonna you know kind of bring a note from her doctor and say this is not good uh but it doesn't seem bizarre it's like uh you know it's like Whatever you know, Steve Sachs can't throw throw to first. Or John Lester can't throw to first. I mean, you can throw home, you know, 98 miles an hour. You you can't just toss it to first. It is such a mental thing to be a great tennis player, one of the best in the world, and you can't sit in front of a, you know, eight you know media people and answer questions about the third set and your volley or your backhand. Or whatever the, the, your your physical your training uh, regimen. You know what you ate and drank, and
2: especially at that level. And I know there's scrutiny on the pro level, but I would almost think. Uh, from her perspective, it's the journey is probably there's a lot more scrutiny. Like she's considered a freak athlete when she's younger in life, and there's a lot of expectations that go along with it, and it can kind of build up and all this stuff. Once you reach the, the height of it all, I would think it would start to get better, but it definitely – Well, you know what?
1: <laughs> I think it seems like now a showdown because she's not going to speak to the media and the other turning, whatever, the U.S. Open um, at Forest Hills – did you see the Mike Barnacle quote? I did, I did you talk see about that. going to the U.S. Open at Forest Hills. The U.S. Open <laughs> left Forest Hills 43 years ago, and Mike Barnacle <laughs> hasn't been updated yet. But the U.S. Open or whatever, the French Open, Australian Open, um, the Wimbledon, are they all going to make a talk? Or are they going to say, we'll give you a special exemption. You have mental health issues. You can play. We need you. If you feel like talking, you know, once where you're there, maybe not after every match, something like that, or they're afraid it'll open a door and every player will say, I'm not doing it. If she doesn't have to do it, I'm not doing it. I mean, you heard Serena Williams talk about it, and she doesn't find it difficult at all. Like most athletes, you just sit down. The media is there for the most part. Again, like they're there for Joe Biden to help. They're there to support you. They like you. They're there to guard you up as one great sports writer once said, the media is there to got them up and that's what they do, whether it's consciously or unconscious. They look at great athletes and they say, my job is to tell people how great they are. And that's mostly what the tennis media does with great players. But apparently the one or two questions she doesn't like are enough to push her over the edge, but uh, good luck to to her. I'm sure she's in therapy. And I would think it'd be easy to have a plan if you're a therapist, just have little mock press conferences, have her answer the questions and tell her, drill it into her. It's really not that hard. It's much, much harder to play tennis, which you do every day, but we'll see. Good luck to Naomi Osaka. Maybe she'll start a trend though. Maybe they'll all start saying, you know, people who hate talking to the media, like, uh, Oh, I don't know. Like Patrick Reed. Someone said, you know, I don't want to do it. I have anxiety. Oh, okay. You know, you can go now. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I really don't want to do it anxiety sorry
2: but. i can't get out of my brain now because you just mentioned it i would kind of yeah. believe it with him he's got he's got issues can you imagine being in 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 morning television or morning radio and thinking having mike barnacle on every day is like a win it is win. amazing isn't that crazy like you guys wouldn't even have, you guys wouldn't even have like jerry thornton on because you thought he was bad on radio and he's you know got i don't know if it's me wow. he gets millions of impressions on the internet. And it's it's just crazy to me. I, don't know, Mark I
1: tried to get Jerry Thornton on my on this podcast, and Portno wouldn't let him.
2: Oh, that's right. That he was
1: said, yeah. Good. He said we're the competition. I'm going what? Whatever. It wasn't mm-hmm. that important, but it is amazing. Uh, you're right. That the the what what gives certain people anxiety? We don't know. We can't. You know. I mean, I can't explain it, but it would seem to be talking to the media for five minutes would be easy for anybody. But she's you know she. Got that issue, and she showed it's legit by walking away. But um, anyway, we'll see if she starts a trend. Anyway, I will leave it there for today. I know you have a big trip planned up. When when are you heading to New York to? Uh, to join the cult?
2: I am heading to New York. Well, I got a meeting there in a couple of weeks, actually. So I think the week of the tour. You're going to be there course.
1: in person. You're going to get some swag. No, I got go, to go. I
2: got to go to the store for men and uh, and gets a nice suit going up. I think they dress like I, like really classy in that headquarters. So I got to get right. suited so you're up for the meet, whole event. You yeah. get
1: there and you're going to get like some of the. Uh, know saturdays before the boys banner <laughs> yes what, what are the odds that uh cole buckley has a saturdays before the boys i saw banner?
2: a lot of t- i saw a lot of tweets like that <laughs> thrown out and being like if, if barstool was a human you know this is this is him that, right
1: there's here. no question but we'll learn more today we will uh stay on top of that today cole buckley the fan who threw the bottle missed Kyrie irving we'll find out just how over he gets today or uh you know we'll find out his fate and we'll see what he wears. If he wears a Garnett jersey with no shirt under it to court, then we know he's completely nuts, completely off the rails. Uh, maybe he'll even be drunk. I'm not sure what time his arraignment is, but we'll get the uh, the whole story on that and have it for you tomorrow. We'll have the latest on the uh, on Cullinan's big move to uh, to Cully Heaven. He's going to New York. Going to New York next week to spend a day in Cully Heaven. I'll be curious as to Will you actually get to meet
2: the? Well, the, well by the way, uh, off me for a second because the, the commenters are asking about this. CowhandPodcast By the way, uh, producer updates from you. I've given. I've offered to give you some names. What's the status here? What's going on? Oh,
1: we've uh, interviewed a couple, and uh, you know we'll have a decision uh, real soon. We got to okay. you know, decide whether we want a young guy who's really devoted to the thing, or an old guy who's uh, you know reliable, knows what he's doing. There's a, there's a wide variety of uh, applicants. Got it. But uh, we'll have someone soon. When are you done again? Tell me again.
2: Uh, when am I done? I don't know. When did I tell you? I'd have to go back and tell uh, you. I got to write this down. Because yeah, you should write this down. I think think these probably, I'm definitely done by the 21st. So the la- Friday would be the. So the 17th would probably be the last show. Well, uh, give you way more than two (laughs) weeks' notice. I mean, talk about a classy guy, talk about a classy movie. You You
1: might, you might be able to hang around longer because I heard your new boss has a tummy ache. So we never know, we never know how that'll go. That might be a long term thing. Uh, but uh, we'll keep you updated on Cully, too. Cully's going down to the bars to headquarters to meet his heroes. That's why he looks so giddy. He looks, you're going to be like Cole Buckley down there, you're going to be just.
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah, Now you're
2: we're ending the show. Now you're you're spouting off. I don't know why. I'm happy it happened. You're going to be in your glory.
1: That's what you're going to be, and uh, and I'm happy for you. But uh, anyway, Cullinane, we will leave it there uh, for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will
2: talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home?
1: The Jerry Callahan Podcast.
3: Good morning, good afternoon, and good night.
0: Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done. plus when you book and pay through Angie they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee make your home an Angie home check out angie.com today and for more on the happiness guarantee go to angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee.htm
2: look staying healthy isn't easy watching your diet hitting the gym avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only 8 dollars Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.
1: You promise your child they can chase their dreams and become who they want to be. But college is expensive. Our promise is to help you save for college today and every day, worry-free. YouPromise.com lets you save extra money for college by doing the everyday things you already do. Save when shopping online or even at the grocery store. Link any college savings plan with the free YouPromise account and watch your child's future take flight.
3: Sign up today at YouPromise.com for a $30 welcome bonus. Start now at YouPromise.com.